Gotham is still terrible. I hunched down and pretended to read a book so I wouldn't have to look out the window or try to make small talk with the driver. Luckily, Arkham Asylum is way outside of town. The unlucky part of that is that my hotel is really far away. No one wants anyone to build anything near their grounds. They don't exactly have a stellar reputation for keeping the nuts inside the package. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. As you can tell, I've gotten a bit over my funk. I think I was just overtired. I put my hair up, layered on the makeup, zipped up the skirt that's just a little too tight, but, you know, makes my hips look smaller, and I got on with it. And somewhere in the middle of it, the fake smile became a real one. Or I stopped being able to tell the difference. Either way, it's a win. Now, outside, the asylum looks like a mansion because that's what it was. The estate was owned by Jeremiah Arkham and, ugh, well, blah, 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 you can look it up on Wikipedia. I'm not here for a history lesson because inside, it's so different. The place is amazeballs. I mean, you've got the old offices, which are all gothic, art deco chic, but then down deep, they've got these high-tech doors and cells built into the old basements and catacombs. It's this beautiful fusion of vintage and futurist, and hey, I know what I'm talking about. I dated an architect for a while, and who didn't? Anyway, the place is just stuffed with the strangest, wildest, most extreme personalities on the planet. If you've ever read a headline like, The Batman Defeats, chances are the guy's in here, or girl, or other, as I've discovered that a few here fit that category. I'm super excited now to get back to work. It's going to be great. Professor Strange has me starting off slower. Today, I'm going to meet with a fellow scientist, Victor Fries. I wonder if he'd write me a letter of reference. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ahem. It is Mr. Fries's opinion that she would be an asset to your university. Oh, oh, this is a cold, hard fact. Huh, <laughs> nailed it. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age? No. Their inability to adapt to rapidly changing circumstances. The Ice Age came much later. I thought you said you were an academic. Shameful. I thought you were making a joke, Mr. Freeze. I apologize. It's Dr. Freeze. I hate how many people make that mistake. I earned my title, for how little it matters now. What do you mean? I should be beyond such petty things, but these are the last vestiges of my old way of thinking. I must be better. You worked hard for that. You should feel proud. I've pretty much given up on my doctorate. Why do you see that as bad? Not bad, but irrelevant. I spoke of the dinosaurs not to give praise to man, but to bring up its opposite. The other thing that has withstood these vast changes are the mountains. Kilimanjaro has stood sentinel over the birth and death of every human that has ever lived, and it remains resolute. I'm sorry, Doctor, but you lost me. There's no reason you should understand. In my recent experiments, I have discovered a 
side effect of my condition. You're dying? Worse. I'm living. If not eternal, then long enough for the numbers to have little meaning. My experiments in cryogenics have left me frozen, but preserved alive. But that's great news. Every adult lives in fear of the day they'll die. But for you, that fear is gone. Fear is an emotion long dead in me. What you see as a blessing, I see as a curse. My life is not one I would wish on anyone. And to find that it will never cease, it is the worst punishment. It can't be that bad. My work was all-consuming, to control the tides of time, allow the infirm to wait until treatment had been invented for their conditions. I was fixated on cracking the code. And then she came along. This is your late wife? Nora. She showed me that the world had wonders in it. And life was about more than work. With her, I felt... Human? The world is the same. Those things are still there. No. When she was taken from me, I saw how cold the world could be. Even her memory causes me pain, reminds me of what I once was and will never be again. But the world we live in, the things we've seen... The definition of humanity, it's expanding every day. Spare me your mindless platitudes. I stand as a fixture in time. Days, months, years will pass me by, and I will not suffer for the duration. I will put my humanity aside. But no man is an island or an iceberg. Do you wish to make jokes? Talk to the fool upstairs. I mean, you are part of this world, and humanity needs great men who strive to make it better. What has humanity done for me but laugh at me, call me names, take what I loved? Better all the emotions left in me to be frozen away for all time. This conversation has done nothing but convince me that my decision is right. Now go. What? Before you lose your call? Get out! Legible Scrawl presents To Prove a Villain, Episode 20, Mr. Freeze, written by Kyle Olson, performed by Shannon Jelly and Ryan Fitzpatrick, produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick and Shannon Jelly. Follow us on Twitter at Legible Scrawl. Check out our Facebook page or drop by our website, LegibleScrawl.com, where we do cool things and answer the important questions like, what would happen if a struggling psychology major interviewed DC villains? You're welcome.